Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. The Volume. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome to a brand new episode of Snaps here live at the senior bowl i'm in mobile alabama and for all you motherfuckers that make fun of me for being a pasty little pale boy every day look at the direct sunlight your boy is getting okay i'm gonna be so tanned and so fine by tomorrow it is going to blow y'all's mind uh welcome in very excited to be here senior bowl's rock and rolling the entire football world has descended upon Mobile, Alabama. We're going to do a mailbag episode of Snaps today. We asked some questions. Y'all gave it to us. We'll take some live questions from the chat as well. T-Bob here. Aaron, how we feeling? A little left out there? Just back in Atlanta. Oh, poor little boy, huh? Can't get out here to Mobile to have some fun. I'm just sad that that the news broke before, not broke, but was, was told to me before the show that Sam Hartman's even better looking in person than he is watching on tape. So, mm. yeah, people are just yep. perfect. Um, mm. Good it's him. kind of insane. Um, mm. And thank you to everybody joining us. See Heather Higginbottom there. I, I think my chat, I don't know if my chat's working perfectly, Aaron. So you, you kind of do the heavy lifting you, of uh, monitoring, monitoring today. Yeah. So I'll do like, so the plan for today's show, um, I got some senior bowl observations out of practice right now. Didn't get to watch first practice in 14, but the, Second team is loading up. Uh, got to do some cool interviews. I'll kind of go over somewhat. We'll get into those mailbag questions. And then, uh, yeah, that'll that'll be it for today. As always, hit the like button, sub the channel. If you listen on Apple, Spotify, rate and review it. These are all free, fun ways that you can help. Uh, thank you all. Uh, Aaron, guess who I got to talk to to start the show today? Yeah. Lad McConkey. Yeah. And I got to say, I love him. 
Yeah. I love him. That's a, a good guy. old country boy right there. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Solid answers. Just has a cheerful disposition. Um, I did not call him Mahonky, although I was sorely tempted to. I did call him deceptively athletic on the way out. Just wow. as, a, as, as a shout out. Jab to at all white guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, no, M- M- McConkey was great, really. So that that is one of my biggest takeaways for this year's Senior Bowl. So Jim Nagy is the executive director; he has put together the best Senior Bowl roster I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, already in two days, I've interviewed Michael Penix Jr. Um, I interviewed the Benaric Award winner from NC State, whose name I'm blanking on. The Lombardi Award winner, Laetitia Latu from UCLA. Uh, Justin Agoyevi, like I talked about yesterday. Uh, you know, first team, all SEC. Um, it's been crazy. And we interviewed today Sam Hartman. That's mm-hmm. right, boys. We finally got it. Sam Hotman himself. I told him that I call him Sam Hotman on the um, show all the time. I told him we're sitting down with the most attractive man in college football. He later referenced Marcus Freeman as being the most attractive coach oh. in college football. So he is uh, fully aware of where he stands and where his coach is. But look at this. So on the national team this year, you got Hartman, Penix Jr., Bo Nix. And then on the American team, you have Spencer Rattler, Joe Milton, and Michael Pratt. Obviously, one team a little stronger than the other. But yeah. the point is, there are great players here in Mobile this year. And I am very excited to watch some one-on-ones, see who rises and falls. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, for everybody wondering, Sam is beautiful. Stunning. I mean, just stunningly good looking. Um, my 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 friend and producer Rivers, um, who offering the female perspective, said that. Um, okay, I see. Thank you, Jeff. So I'll do that. Said that uh, that that he he's like if like an AI like like an AI male. If you were to type in like handsome rugged male into an AI, it would spit out. Does he have the beard? For, does he have the beard or is he clean shaven? No. For- he he's he's got a um he's got a perfect amount of stubble, okay. you know, not like clean shaven, like uh, a little. Yours is patchy, you know, like this side. Uh, this side. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That's what, what's that random spot right there? You kind of you look like someone like there's a technique in miniature painting called dry brushing where you just kind of like just kind of do this and it kind of catches some edges, but it's like a little random and haphazard. That's your stubble again. His stubble was created by the latest technologies we have to be complete and full his beard and mustache connects it's all just again guys i can't explain it dude his chin his teeth it's everything it's 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 wild um yes i did straight up man crush on hartman this morning but i had to dude we got to be in it we got to be honest um other takes aaron it is fascinating to see the dynamics that play socially here because every bar you go into is just filled with dudes who are alpha males who are looking down at one another who are all trying to get jobs. And it's crazy what a difference it can make where you stand currently. So like last night, Manny Diaz shows up at the bar. Next thing you know, he's holding court. He basically had a line of suitors coming up to him, you know, trying to get on the staff, trying to get get a shadow, an analyst job, whatever. Billy Napier walks in. Mm-hmm. Minutes later, he's still only talking to one dude. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, if that dead man walking, dead man yeah. walking, Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, it's cool, man. And and uh, look, hopefully I can bring you some practice insight and whatnot on the show uh, for the rest of the week. But uh, it was very fun to get to talk to Hartman and very cool too. And maybe we'll get some more cool stories about like seeing people out and about. That's what makes us so crazy. Scott in the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, he said I rubbed one out after yeah. seeing Hartman. I know. I'm not like, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Didn't we all? I did under the table on my morning show. It's unbelievable. Got away <laughs> you with did it. Him or you did yourself? Uh, I. But you know what? Let's know. We're gonna back off this. I'm not gonna say what I said before the show. Anyway, let's yeah. dive in. A little snaps mailbag edition here. Uh, PG, you don't happen to have who sent us these questions, do you? Um, do you just want to type in our chat? But I'll get to the question here first. So, question. Why are we crowning Lanning like he's a top five coach? He's basically winning with Mario's players. And it's pretty easy to win when you have Uncle Phil funding the team. I would take Lincoln over him as he seems like he's just a better coach and is working on building a new, better culture at SC. Just curious to see what you two SEC homers think. Um, it's from James Ellis. Appreciate James. Appreciate James. Thank you, James Ellis. James, I love you. But Jimmy, are you fucking dumb? I disagree with almost every single part of that statement. Um, winning with Cristobal's players is something to explore because uh, Mario Cristobal, when he was at Oregon, let's see what he did. He went um, he went nine and four, 12 and two, four and three during COVID, and then 10 and three. Pretty good, right? 10 yeah. season, 12 wood season. Uh, what has Dan Lanning done? 10 and 3, 12 and 2. So he literally has gone like like Cristobal started 12 and 2 and went down. Dan Lanning's already gone up. Mario Cristobal is a 500 coach with about 20 years of a sample size from which to draw. Um, so I, I, I completely disagree with this idea, Aaron, especially because in the portal era, these rosters change so drastically. Just look at how we manage quarterbacks. What does that have to do with anything that Mario Cristobal did? So, no, I, I vehemently disagree with the Cristobal part of this equation. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he inherited a good roster. I mean, I'm not going to argue that fact. And there's nothing wrong with inheriting a good roster. I mean, you, you hope when you take a, a job of the caliber of an Oregon or – the board going to Alabama or any of these coaches going to these big, like not always blue bud schools, but these, these powerhouses that there's going to be talent there. What he did was he took that talent, like T-Bob said, turned it from a team that won 10 games into a team that's now won 12 games that was competing to be in the playoffs. So he elevated that talent to another level. And then he's recruiting his ass off. So he's not only yeah. retaining talent, he's gone out there and hit the portal. Uh, extremely hard. You got Bo Nix, who was a great addition at the quarterback position. He went to the portal this year, got one of the best quarterbacks, got one of the best receivers, and then he's put together <laughs> top 10 class when it comes to the high school ranks as well. So I think he's taking that roster, turned them into contenders, and has only improved that roster since he stepped foot in Eugene. So is he a top five coach in America? I don't know if he's top five. He's top 10. I would say top seven, top eight. Maybe he's flirting with top five. And I think he's the, the where I project Oregon going forward, even going into a new conference, even going into a, what we considered a tougher conference in the Big Ten. I think he's a top two coach, top three coach in that conference. And if you're a top yeah, two so coach, top three coaches in, a, in the Big Ten, 
you're one of the best coaches in America. And and I I I apologize. Um, I should I should apologize to James Ellis. So I, I do kind of agree, maybe with his original assertion. Why are we crowning Dan Landing? Like I am with you there. I don't I don't know if we think he's top five, and we are a bit crowning from a small sample size. But I just again the evidence that we do have. Like okay, we all know Aaron's a little crypto boy. He loves investing. The evidence that we had would say that this is a like a stock on the rise. Yes. Like you might as well like like everything is like look at how again not just getting Bo Nix, but then this offseason getting Dylan Gabriel an immediate incredible replacement and getting Dante Moore to be willing to transfer in and to sit for a year. Yeah. Um, nobody handled. I mean, he he created quarterback succession out of thin air. Uh, the, the one thing I really disagree with on the question though is this idea of culture. That, that Lincoln is building a better culture at SC. I think Lincoln's mm. culture this year was part of the problem. Now, I do think the bowl game exodus from USC was not the worst thing. Worst thing. I think it's a little bit of natural selection. That's a little bit of trimming the fat of guys who want to be there for the right reasons and guys who don't. Uh, you, you know all about the bachelor, Aaron. So, like, sometimes people are just not there. For the right reasons. Um, and so that so I think Lincoln's culture is improving, but I think that's actually Landing's strongest suit, right? Yeah. Is, is when you watch him talk before these games, the hard-hitting nature of these teams, the physical nature of this team. Um, yeah, I think I think that's why I would I would give him the nod even right mm -hmm. now over a Lincoln Riley who has a better resume objectively overall. Yeah, he's doing he's been doing it a lot longer. So like let's 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 just give I would like to see where Dane Landing is and six, seven years from now, and they compare it to where you know he is right now at, at USC, even during his time at Oklahoma as the head coach. But we've all seen the videos of the pregame speeches, the halftime speeches from Dan Lanning. And I think what what it's easy for us, because we are, quote-unquote, as you want to call it, us, James, uh, SEC homers over here, we've seen what he's doing work. Like the way he's building the Oregon roster is very similar to what Nick Saban did at Alabama to what Kirby Smart has done at yeah. Georgia. And we've yeah. seen from under that tree, if you have the it factor as a coach, plus you've been tutored by some of the best coaches in America, what you're capable of doing. And, and you said this on a show a few weeks ago, T, like not every coach that left Nick Saban and went somewhere else had success. Like it's not a hundred percent boom, rubber stamp, you're ready no. to go. But there are those, not I wouldn't say exceptions, but there are those that are already elite coaches that do have the opportunity to kind of it's, leave the, the, the nest and they go out there and have a six. Yeah. He is he is he is of that caliber at yes. a place like Oregon. So I think he's a stud, man. He's an absolute stud. Um yeah, I I I again and and like because the resume is short, there's there's not a lot of evidence that we could draw on. I'm just saying we are betting. We are trying to use our analysis yes. projecting forward. I am betting Dan Landing's going to have Oregon nationally relevant uh, year in and year out. Check it out, guys. Look. Can you see the practice there? Nice. Uh-huh. Nice little setting here for a little live snaps. Um, all right. So I feel like, look, we... we oh, the other thing is uh, when you have Uncle Phil funding the team, I agree. Oregon is really well placed to overcome their greatest deficit, which is geographical recruiting in the NIL era. But um, I don't think that Oregon has overwhelmingly more money than like all these other schools, right? No. Like it feels like they're all spending relatively the same amounts. Uh, so, yeah. All right. 
Um, question number two on today's Snaps Mailbag. Uh, T-Bob. Okay, it just gets pasted now. I see why. Are you a furry in your private life? Um, Aaron, do you happen to know what a furry is? Is it someone who dresses up in furry costumes and has sex? I'm guessing. I mean, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not far off. Um, okay. do you know what a okay. do you know what a fursona is? No. Uh, so a furry is someone who, uh, to my understanding, I'm not in that community, so I don't want to step on any toes here. Uh, a furry is someone who enjoys role-playing being an animal, essentially, huh? right? And a fursona is is your your animal persona, right? So maybe you're like an eagle. I don't see many eagles. I see a lot of dogs. Um, maybe you're a wolf. Actually, one of the best fighting game players in the world, Sonic Fox. Dude's a fucking beast. Street Fighter, Marvel's Capcom, Mortal Kombat, whatever. He's a fucking animal. Well, he's literally an animal. He's his persona is a fox, kind of in the Sonic the Hedgehog colors, and he will wear his mask on stage, take it off play, and then put it back on after he wins. So um, I'm not kink shaming. Um, furry play is not for me. But dude, if I mean, dude, <laughs> I I don't think Aaron's ever done a true furry experience. But I don't know how he lived college. He might have had some adjacent sort of stuff. But I'm, but do, well, can it can it be considered an experience if I'm not the one acting like an animal, but the other partner is? I would say that still would count as uh, I do not think you are a furry, but yeah, you're getting close to. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I, I would say I, I, engage I've... in some fur play. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Instead of foreplay, fur play. Oh <laughs> That's incredible. A little heavy petting, if you will. Right. <laughs> Rub me whiskers. Tickle my belly. What watch my your, leg kick. What, what would be your uh, your animal? Um, if I like my persona. Yeah, what's your persona? I've I've always really resonated with hippos, but I don't think that there's a lot of hippos in the community because it's kind of an awkward seeming costume, maybe. But like you know, they just kind of float around. They eat a ton mm. of food. If they piss them off, they're super dangerous. Like they fuck people up. But um, yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm a hippo. What about you, penguin? A, a, a penguin? Just kind of flapping around. Yeah. Like a little waddly, awkwardly little shaped waddly. penguin. Well, because I, 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 you see, I, I have a little bit of a waddle when I walk. I'm a little pigeon toed, a little bit of waddle with me. So yeah, like a little penguin. I kind of waddle as well. Uh, look at us. Maybe we should both be penguins. Um, somewhat going off topic right here, but we are a college football show. The NCAA investigating Tennessee. Supposedly, the case is all around your boy Nico. The Amaliava? Yeah. The $8 million um, man. Nothing went illegal with the $8 million deal. Well, I mean, I told you, right? We oh no, you weren't here on that episode. So we had SEC Mike on, who um that SEC podcast, very good pod. Actually, they're around the same time. So watch us and then watch some on demand. But um he told us about the nature of that deal. It's a weird deal. They like own his NIL rights, like I told you. Like yes. His money goes through to the collective and then gets paid to him. So, because they paid him up. Okay. So they paid him like 8 million, I believe, basically up front. 
And then all money he makes through NIL first goes back to paying back the collective. And then I think if he goes over eight million in endorsements, then he would start to see money on top of that original eight million. So it's, I mean, I could see there being, I mean, it's paid for play, right? I just yeah. don't get why the NCAA is fighting this because everything is fucking pay to play. So, like, to draw some sort of imaginary phantom line just seems so annoying. Again, the NCAA feels like they're walking in a room where everybody's kicking to have a good time and they're just choosing one person at random to kick in the nuts. Mm -hmm. And then they look around at everybody like, what you going to fucking do about it, dude? Like, just the the trend, the trend, yeah. Just this is the this is the way. Uh, I'm interested in what the findings are with with the whole thing. Uh, obviously, they're 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 trying to assert their their dominance once again in college football and try to try to uh, stay alive as people are trying to push the NCAA out. So we'll see what kind of trouble Tennessee is when it's all said and done. But uh, I thought the whole deal was kind of kooky at the beginning with, and I, I didn't like the way it's structured, the way you kind of described it from your talks with SEC Mike. I, to me, that 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 does go a little bit overboard for what a deal should be structured like. I mean, I'll just agree in that it maybe seems like you could take advantage of the players in some way, but I mean, it's a getting a million. But 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 here's the deal, though. I don't care because if the players want to benefit off of the Wild West, they have to accept that they might you know there might be some wild west shit that gets done to them. Now, I'm all about the labor, you know, like if it goes to court winning, but like I want to, you know, that is if that is what like if, if, if you want protection, then you have to start that process of unionizing CBAs and everything that that entails. So um, I just don't think you like it because you feel threatened by Tennessee. Tennessee's back. They're the favorites in the East. That doesn't exist There's anymore. They're going to be Georgia. East, jackass. So I said it doesn't matter. exist anymore. No. It doesn't exist anymore, but it's not like y'all don't care about beating Tennessee. I know you care about beating Tennessee. Everyone in the SEC should care about everyone now because there is no East and West. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. Uh, yeah. Scott Dice, team ups keeping off serious caveman vibes right now. I know, dude. This lighting is kind of crazy. Um, I kind of like that new Geico caveman commercial. It's a bad um, Bob Bluesman, NCAA should sanction Tennessee with never being allowed to play Rocky Top again. I hate that. I love Rocky oh. Top. I love Rocky Top. No, it's, it's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. The week of playing Tennessee is an absolute nightmare. Uh, you listen to it nonstop, and just you wake up sweating singing Rocky Top. But it's a pretty cool tradition. I will give them that. Like, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Listen to that plan in that stadium. It's the only thing. It's the only opponent song that you'll that you'll be actively like humming and singing on the um, Rocky Top on the bench. Like when you're on the bench in between series. Oh yeah, you just catch yourself sitting there humming it, singing along. Uh, Yeah, no, do not ban Rocky Top. All right, next question in the mailbag. Uh, Other than LSU or Georgia, what's the best atmosphere y'all have ever played in? I would go two. I, I put two in there for me. Tennessee, we just discussed. I mean, when Tennessee's rolling and you're in that, I, I will always remember driving up to Neyland for the first time. I was like, this is this is the Coliseum. Like, this would it must feel like driving up to like the Roman Coliseum back in the day, just obviously on steroids. And it is just massive, 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 massive. And you get in there and you see 100,000 people going crazy. Like, when that place is rocking, you can't communicate. So 
it sucks, but it's a lot of fun. And I would put South Carolina as number two for me, uh, or one A one B. Like the the whole sandstorm towels waving. Like I remember my freshman yeah. year, like I was dancing. Like when the first quarter got going, I was like, "This is yeah. this was my first. This was my first road SEC game." I was like, "This is if this is what SEC football is like on the road." One, it sucks, but two. This is fucking awesome, and I'm lucky I get to experience this because this is just incredible. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny you say South Carolina because it's probably the most undervalued venue. Yep. And like, go look at South Carolina football history outside of Steve Spurrier. They're shit. Yeah, they've they've been playing football for a hundred years. Outside of the Spurrier years, they won ten games one time. So I don't say that to demean South Carolina. I say that to be like, so y'all are some real ones for creating that atmosphere. I remember, uh, yeah, I tore my ACL over there, but I remember being on kick return, very beginning of the game, Sandstorm playing. I was fucking hyped. You know what South Carolina felt like? It felt like a giant high school game. And I don't mean that like as a pejorative. I mean that like everybody seemed like they were real close and it was very fun and it had this sort of community sort of feel, only it's like expanded to 100K. Uh, I would say the swamp at night, though, dude. Nothing comes close to the swamp at night. Bryant Denny. Post editions when they got up to a hundred thousand, Brian Denny was pretty fucking loud. Uh, but the swamp at night was just un unparalleled, dude. The crowd's right on top of you. It's built vertical, so all the sound stays in. Uh, they're just chirping, you know. You fat fuck, you fucking suck, blah blah blah, just constantly the entire time. Um, which is also and and I've gotten wrecked there, losing like fifty five to like seventeen one time, and it was brutal. And then winning in the swamp is probably like the my favorite memory I've ever had. So yeah, for me, the swamp is the wildest venue uh, easily. Mm. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and get some. Co- uh, okay, look, if you want to ask questions live in the chat, we'll now move to a uh, AMA portion of the uh, of the of the show and I'm going to let him build up for a second and ask whatever questions you want. They can be about anything, obviously. Um, I also want to get into some of the best games, 24, 25, what we teased yesterday and didn't get to. So uh, first let's hear from DraftKings and then we'll get to our AMA best games coming up next here on Snacks. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, the DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. So, you like Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the Chiefs? Or are you riding with Brock Purdy and the Niners? Either way, DraftKings has you covered with everything you need to bet on the big game. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, TBOB, new customers bet. Five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code TBOB. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. 
They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, holy bull. $10 Super Chat. Thank you. Hey, team, I'm still waiting for you on On3. Again, I will reveal my On3 username one day with a last Jedi thread, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Did you play Jedi Survivor? Loved it. I hope for its uh, sequel, they retcon Luke's shitty story arc. 
In episode seven and eight, it's not martyrdom, it's cowardice like Yoda. Okay, so that's where the martyrdom comes from. It is cowardice at first, right? Um, but then again, who has Luke learned from, right? What did Obi-Wan do after he saw everything fall apart? Now we know he's actually protecting Luke, but he became a hermit that lived in the wilderness and basically exited the galactic scene for a long time. What did Yoda do when everything fell apart? Same thing, went back to Dagobah, and essentially exited the galactic scene for a time. Uh, it becomes martyrdom because, and you call it cowardice. I say it's more of Luke kind of giving up because he had built this thing up. He wants Kylo to kill everything that he loves. But then the martyrdom comes from Luke laying his life on the line at the end of Last Jedi uh, to save the resistance, which he did. And so the martyrdom is not him being on the planet alone, the martyrdom is he laid down his life to save the resistance. Um, I've not played Jedi Survivor yet. I loved the first one. I will play the sequel uh, sometime. Maybe I have to get a streaming setup. That'd be quite fun um, to do. Mm -hmm. um, Aaron, any thoughts on Last Jedi? Nope. Nope. I'm going to let you handle that one. You did a great job, though. Phenomenal breakdown. Um, Aaron and T-Bob, what CFP, this comes to Charles Clark, what CFP player do you wish you could have gotten to play with? Which CFB player do I wish I would have had a chance to play with? Uh, Nick Fairley, of course. Like, I would have loved to play with Nick Fairley on my team so he didn't beat the living shit out of me my freshman year. I, uh, for me, it would be. I mean, it's really hard for me to escape the Ben Jones story where you said he stole a dreadlock and presented to you like a, like a dog bringing a dead squirrel to his owner. And then, and then he used it as a light switch for his lamp. Like that really appeals to me. I also said this this morning on my show, but like, I always thought the Pouncy brothers would have been cool as fuck to get to play with. Yeah. Like, like probably, you know, they're the type that you hate them when they're on the other team, but if they're on the, your team, they some bows. Like you, you, you love them guys. Yeah. So I will, um, I would say the Pouncy brothers. I'll pick for real, for real, uh, Reggie Bush. Give me Reggie. Yeah, why not? Put Reggie right? in the backfield. What I could, what I could do with, right? But I had some damn good running backs. So maybe I don't know. Uh, ask QB one. Ask QB one. When you signed on for snaps, Aaron, were you expecting a normal sports show, or did you know T Bob goes off the rails? So I knew T Bob went off the rails because every time I would go on with T Bob and Hester as a guest of their show, it would take probably about ten to twelve minutes before we got to any serious football talk. And usually those those segments were about 15 minutes. Yeah. So two-thirds of them were talking True. about some sort of bullshit. And then the rest of it was actual football. So I knew ahead of time what I was uh what I was getting into, which is an absolute beautiful mesh of beauty and brains yeah, and caveman and you. shenanigans. Uh it's funny because you know how Bane says nobody gave a fuck until I put on the mask. Um, nobody gave a fuck until I started doing the dick jokes, you know, <laughs> when I finally let my freak flag fly is when, um, everything started to break positively. Uh, Andy J, T. Bob, Aaron, are you guys watching new true detective? Yeah, yes. it's really good though. Sorry. I haven't seen Sundays, so I can't speak to that. Um, the know? end of Sundays, which is, it's, it's a little, it's really good. I just want to know like what is actually really happening and what's going on in the minds of some of the people that's true or not true. 
Yeah, I, I kind of it's they're 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 flirting with a supernatural bit, right? Yes. yes. Or at least like kind of promoting that. I'm I'm going to be interested to see if that ends up being the case. Uh, Very Game of Thrones I, White Walker esque at times. Uh, True Detective season one, phenomenal. Some of the best media that's ever been produced ever. Yes. Season two, really bad. Season three, awesome until the end. I did not love the end of season three where Mahershala Ali just spends 20 minutes telling you everything that happened. I'm a big show me, don't tell me sort of guy. Uh, Royal Payne, how will SEC fans adjust to paying coaches 7 to $10 million a year but be listed as number 10 or 11 out of 16 teams with no division? It's a weird psychological dynamic with no division to dream of. It's not a bad point, right? Like, like all of a sudden the mountain becomes that much harder to climb if you have to finish in the top two. You know, gone are the days where like a Mizzou could take advantage of a weak East to get in or, um, or even, I mean, look, I, I told you about my favorite game, my grandpa ever, that 01 SEC championship. I think that was like a three loss LSU team that got in maybe because like somebody was on probation and they ended up beating Tennessee who was going to go to the natty. So that is kind of a bummer. And I agree. If you think it feels shitty to pay Mark Stoops 8 million now, it's going to feel way shittier when they're like 10th in the conference every year. Well, what I want to know too is like kind of with the new conferences in general, I think you've somewhat talked about, you know, playing the SC change room. Like who even cares about playing? Like, does that go away? Like, do you truly give a damn about playing in a conference championship game? Or are we going to get to the point T where it feels almost like basketball or baseball where it's great. If you do, it's great if you win, but like, we're all talking about the tournament. Because that's all no, people I mean, want to talk about. They're just no, going to talk about the playoffs. Like, I hate it. You're not wrong, but like, yeah, like in basketball, I don't. Yeah, and baseball, like I don't. I just yeah. Who no cares? one cares about that tournament. No who one cares. cares. Um, it, it, it is kind of interesting in baseball every now and then because that's kind of the sport bill in basketball. Somewhat like a team makes a run and then gets in the tournament that wouldn't otherwise. Yes, but the problem is this is not an SC tournament. It's an SC no. championship game, which will likely feature the two teams that are already going to play. Okay, but hold on, Eric. That's interesting, though. But I mean, you get the buy. I know. I get you. Buy. Just, I yeah, get the you buys. Buy. The buys yeah. on the line. It's like a battle for the one no, seed. No, no, I know. know. It's a I buy. Think, I, think, I think. I think that gives it. I think that actually gives it a lot of relevance. I, I kind of take back what I just said. But it, uh, yeah. So I guess. You, but it's. I mean, you, but you are also as the loser. Say like say if I'm um, say Georgia's undefeated and LSU is eleven and one, LSU goes into the game loses has to play an extra game then turn around and play the playoffs where you could be Alabama that's sitting home at ten and two get a bye week and then start the playoffs because you're still in regardless. Yeah, but I just think the, lo- the loser the no, loser no. gets punished. The loser is going to get punished. Yeah, yeah. So don't fucking lose. You know, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Like win the game. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a lot of. Like, and yeah, you talk about the edge case of the third team not having to play the game. So what are you going to do? You're going to lose two games on purpose? Like, nah, nah, nah. I, I, I think I think the I think the built-in buy will actually maintain the relevance of conference championships. Um, maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm wrong there. But I mean, again, are you ever going to say no to Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, like Georgia? No, 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 no. Georgia, I, I would never say no. Like, like that. N- none, of, none of us would, right? So... At the end of the day, yeah, Nuge Nuge, not losing. What a scheme. I know, dude. Um, 
John Glasgow, how would you feel uh, with all rivalry games at the beginning of the season instead of the end? I don't think I'd be into that. There's a reason why the NFL also, uh, now it's a little different because they have divisions, but there's a reason why they backload their divisional matchups. And it's because late in the year when shit matters more, you want to be playing the teams that it matters like more to you to play. It yeah. just heightens the electricity around everything. Yeah, and then I, I hate early I like I like the added conference early games because you if you lose to them because you're not you know really on your P's and Q's yet it it sucks it may hurt you in the the old system like the BCS era maybe a little bit in the 14 playoff but now this 12 team playoff like I'll play those games win lose yeah great gives us momentum moves up in the rankings but I want to be playing my best ball when I'm playing my conference games and that's usually yeah. within you know three, four weeks at the beginning of the season and definitely towards the end of the season is when you're playing your best ball. And it just, it, it you, 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 I like the build into the, to the, the playoffs as well. Like, this, I like that. This, I like that November mentality of like here, yes. from the next two months of our season, especially if we're a contender, the next two months as a fan and as a player, it's go time. Now it's time for eight weeks of us to take our game to another level. Yes. Winning. Um, I agree with you. Like I hope in this new era, that the beginning of the year is full of big time out of conference matchups yep. that are exciting and fun. But then the end is yes, just conference play in the championship, which it should be. I mean, look yeah. at next year, you get Texas at Michigan week two, right? Mm -hmm. um, week one, you have out of conference games. Uh, I mean, week one, you have LSU, USC in Las Vegas. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's uh, – I, I want to see more of that for everybody. Um, how bad do you want the show Invincible Season 2 to finish out? Oh, I need to finish – I need to start watching Invincible Season 2. I love the Invincible comic books. They're my favorite ever. Um, <laughs> Aaron Murray instead of Jordan Jefferson in 2011 would have been great to play with T-Bob. That fucking still sucks. Uh, Knight still fucking sucks. Yeah, it does, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, T-Bob said on the bait, is it okay to bang a horse if you're a centaur? Um, it's going, been going among my friend group for years. We need closure. I don't think there's anything to settle here. Of, of course yes. not. You're part horse. You have a horse cock. Um, <laughs> I understand that you may have trouble connecting like mentally with the horse, or maybe you don't because you're half horse, right? Like, I don't know what a centaur's brain chemistry is like, but like, I think if if you think it's weird for a centaur to bang a horse, I think you are viewing it through too much of a pedestrian human lens. You're not really appreciating what the life would be like to truly be half horse. Did I lose it? No, I, I'm, I just let, it was the question was for you, so I was going to let you just. just no, what do you mean? You got to answer it. You know yeah, I said is? yes. You're half horse. Okay. Of course you can. Yeah, and then your lower half is horse too, which is. Part of your, well, your, your you job. Know, so, you know, trust not, me, not I would know because I am half horse. Dude. Just, just the perfect the, Sam Hartman out there. That's, that's about it. They used to call me uh, shit. I forgot the centaur's name from Harry Potter. Mars, something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Farins. Yeah, Farins. More of it. Somewhere in there. Uh, um, Longest touchdown pass I've ever thrown. I threw it. No, 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 no. To be clear, go dog, no, 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 no. go dog. Oh, really? So that's the longest you can throw. Yeah. There you go. Uh, no, a centaur is 
human upper body. So every, and then it's, it's actually like, it's weird. It's not half and half. It's like three quarters horse, one half human, because you're getting everything but the neck and the head of the horse. You're getting the entire body. Um, reverse centaurs. I've never thought about that. That seems crazy. Just a horse head and neck on a human body. I don't like that at all. Um, but you can still have sex with the horse. Aaron, how far can you throw it at your peak? At my peak, I could throw it about 65 yards. With a crow hop, or what are we talking? The fuck yeah, two crow hops. No wonder you're so afraid of Brooks's chooch, dude. 65. Brooks Austin wakes up and chews 65 yards for breakfast. Brooks Austin quadruple hopped it like he was thrown from center field to throw someone out and only threw it 50. Okay. Bro, that was without a crow that was out of warm up. Yeah, okay. Prove it. Get on your knees. Okay. Um, I guess a Minotaur is like a reverse Centaur, John. I never really thought about that. Uh, what about the guy who died from getting fucked by the horse? Yeah, Death by Horsecock is an early internet video that I would recommend nobody checking out. It made me very uncomfortable as a child. It's probably as why. As a child? As a child? Well, I mean, you know what? Like junior high, you know? Oh, maybe. my God. Um. Wow. Aaron Murray didn't want to play with Bowers. True. He didn't answer Brock Bowers. Sad. Uh, let's see here. Get to a couple more. Uh, oh, okay. I missed this one. I'm sorry. This comes from Andy J. What's your favorite team to stick it to as players? Like, who did you most want to fuck up? Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. Florida. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Florida. Florida. Oh, just because hey, like, my, my, my parents, my I'm from Tampa. And for my parents to go back home and not have to deal with the BS. Plus, my favorite restaurant, illegal, illegal NIL back in the day for your boy, used to get free chicken parm before every high school game until I committed hey. to Georgia. And then I committed yeah. to Georgia and I stopped getting free chicken parm. So that's good always, though. I mean, you you don't you don't deserve free chicken parm if you go to the enemy. Right? You realize that, right? I think I think Florida should be under um investigation for giving me free chick for for telling the owner of the restaurant to give me free chicken parm to convince me to go to florida so gators i I think they're under investigation right now i'm gonna throw this into the uh into the investigation that's how urban traded those uh championship teams he just had restaurants across the nation giving free chicken parm to prospective recruits and then cut them off because look the bottom line is it's like golden handcuffs, okay? Mm-hmm. Once that chicken parm dries up, you're going to rethink that commitment elsewhere, and you're going to bring your ass back to Florida. Makes sense. Uh, but no, I, I wanted to stick it to Florida as well. They just, they were really good. They caught, they they gave me my most embarrassing and worst loss in my entire career uh, one year, like I my worst grade I ever got. And they beat her ass in the swamp the year before that. And then so we ended smashing them the last two years, and nothing gave me so much satisfaction as those two games. Mm. Yeah, Greg, buying players were so cheap back in the day, right? <laughs> a few free chicken parms. You're so true, though. Um, a few hundred bucks. Now it's a few hundred thousand. Uh, give me the John Glasgow question in the uh, in the chat there, PG, uh, so I can see it. Uh, T-Bob, what did you actually do that started the meat slinging at Texas State Brazil rumor? I have no idea, y'all. Um, I know I said I was a centaur earlier, but I'm going to be honest. I'm not confident 
to swing flaccid meat in public. I'm not confident enough. Okay. I don't think anything, anybody wants to see that. I have no idea why LSU message boards claim that I once stood up at a Brazilian meat house and swaying meat in front of the entire restaurant. Like your meat or like meat? Yes. Just like, no, oh, wow. no meat. There's rumors that I had a teammate, a former teammate out there confirming to people to the point where I became insecure and immediately called my old friends to make sure that I never did this because, you know, granted, sometimes drink a little this too much. Been, th there would have been, yeah, okay. There would have been a picture <laughs> if you were up on that table. Right? Me. Yes. Saying, like, yeah. yes, do I keep my card on green? Absolutely. Do I love Brazilian yeah. meat houses? Yeah. Absolutely. But I never did that. And I don't know how that really started. Um, asking um, Aaron, what's the most you heard a player getting to go to a certain school prior to legalization of NIL? I don't know. I feel like it was like 50K and stuff, but it was never that out in the open. I mean, I'm sure it was probably it was more. Like, more I just like never actually knew. Somehow, yeah, like cars for sure. Yeah, somehow everyone drove uh, Dodge Chargers. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot, lot of chargers. A lot of chargers. A <laughs> lot of chargers. Uh, uh, what players made you reconsider playing another position? Well, I think Clowney, Clowney, Fairly. <laughs> yeah. So I would say there's two perspectives here, though. Players that made you reconsider because they beat the shit out of you. And players that made you reconsider because they were way better than you at it. Yeah. Um, I would say certainly fairly for me too. I mean, fairly dominated me probably worse than anybody I've ever been dominated by, even though he was a lazy player because he'd be chill for like two or three downs. But then if it was like a big third down, he would literally just go super sane and just clown you. Yeah. Hated it. Um, I'm trying to think about who was just incredible at offensive line. I was like, I mean, one guy that, I kind of feel like that about is David Andrews. I mean, he yeah. was Wesleyan. He used to be younger than me. I thought I was more badass than him. And then he ends up being incredible. And he's like Tom Brady center. There's uh, Clint Bowling, another Georgia cat that I grew up with. He's only a three-star coming out. I'm the four-star. I'm the number two center in the country. Thinking about shit's hot. Clint Bowling ends up playing in the league forever. Um, so, yeah, those guys make me a little jealous. And, like, I never should have played in the first place. Uh, Scott says, ask Snaps, do I give my wife a whole pass if Hartman is DTF? Uh, I can't speak on your relationship, but if you're confident enough, I would say, yeah. I mean, it's not like... Get, who like, do you get now? Like if, if I'm going to let my wife bang Sam Hartman, I need to be banging someone else then too. Like She can't be having all the fun. Well, I was going to say that, and that that also becomes like a kind of, but is that really, that's not really, but again, that's, that's where you get into trouble. That's not a healthy place for a hall pass to exist. You know what I'm saying? A hall like, pass, well, she gets a hall pass. Why can't I get a hall pass? Maybe you can, but it shouldn't be so transactional. If it's that transactional, that invites problems in my opinion. It has to be more from the heart. Like, like swingers, true swinging is not transactional, right? Yeah. Both parties have to be into it just because they enjoy it. I feel like the path to arguments and breakups, if it's like, oh, well, you fucked him, so I get to fuck her. No, no. I don't think. I don't think so. To each their own. To each their own. I'm not saying that you, you know, I think you have those conversations, certainly, but. Yeah, 100%.
you have to let her bang Sam Hartman because you want her to bang Sam Hartman. You know? I think. Aaron's wife is gorgeous. She does not get a hall pass, Aaron. Yeah, she doesn't. Damn right, because I'm gorgeous. She does what not get a hall me? pass. Can she get a hall pass for me? Maybe <laughs> a little wife swap? A little snaps wife swap? <laughs> a little snap snapping? A little snap switch? A little snap swinging? <laughs> Little snap swinging, dude. We're not after hearing about, after hearing about, hear you swinging me at, at Fogo de Chow, I don't know if I want her to be uh, switching spots with me. God, I used to take those Fogo de Chow cheese balls and I would just load up my cargo pockets with them because I didn't want to eat them when I was there because they'd expand in your stomach and stop the amount of meat you could eat. That's what's crazy about buffets. It's the only eating situation. Where you're like, I gotta fuck these dudes over. I'm gonna eat so much goddamn food. I'm about to get my money's worth, dude. Oh, you're charging me 60. Watch me eat a hundred dollars worth of meat, bitch. And you feel awful. You have to rethink your entire life. It's not even enjoyable by the end, but you walk out of there like, I won. Look at me. I have won. All right. Good show, T. Enjoy Senior Bowl. Um, meet by Kwani. The coaster stays green, always green, dude. That could be a snap saying the coaster stays green. <laughs> swing meet and swing passes, baby, because that's all Aaron was good for. This little Chad Pennington's checked out. <laughs> the best, the best in Georgia. <laughs> um, okay, let's see anything else here. No, all right, hey, weather's beautiful. John Glasgow weather is absolutely beautiful. Hey, huge thank you to everybody. Join us. We'll kind of refine this format as we go forward. Uh, obviously, I think I probably spent a little too much time just talking constantly about the senior ball at the beginning. Um, cause y'all seem to enjoy the mailbag a bit more. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll do this every Tuesday. Now remember a bit of a programming change, no show tomorrow. We will be back on Thursday. We will still have daily uploads, shorts, breakouts. So hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell. Help us get to 15K, y'all. If you love it, keep going. Um, Dan Campbell, the fourth down signal stays green. True. Uh, and no, Scott, I've not eaten Debris Po' Boy yet. After I leave practice, I'm going to go work out. And then Debris Po' Boy will be the next thing that is um, that is on the menu. So. Shout out, y'all. Love y'all so much. Thank you. And we will see you Thursday for a brand new episode of Snaps. The Volume. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. 
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.